This is a Kindling Kids podcast. We're the Fact Detectives and we love investigating cool facts about cool stuff. And to help us, we chat with some very smart grown-ups who know a lot of really interesting facts about absolutely everything. Dexter, can you turn on the light, please? Sure. Hey, have you ever thought about how the light bulb actually lights up? Um, electricity? Yeah, but how does electricity actually work? I'm not sure, but lucky for us, Tom from ScienceWorks has dropped by to give us all the facts. Hi there, fact detectives. Let's get started. Fact one! What is electricity? Well, electricity is a kind of energy that occurs naturally in the world. Like lightning? Yeah, lightning is a kind of electricity. Humans didn't invent electricity, but we have learned how to generate and use it. And we use it for so many things. Electricity can make lights, cars, computers, heaters, all sorts of technology work just by plugging them in. But how does it work? Well, basically, we generate electricity in one place and then it flows through wires to anywhere we need it. And that's useful. We don't need big pipes or trucks or anything to move electricity to where it's needed. Just tiny little wires. And when electricity flows, it flows really fast. About 270,000 kilometres per second, which is almost as fast as the speed of light. Wow! But to explain what it actually is, we need to talk about some really small but really important little particles. What? Have you heard of atoms? I think so, but what are they? Well, atoms are the tiny little bits that everything is made of. There are different kinds of atoms, and they make up everything in the world, including us. They're sort of like teeny tiny Lego blocks, but they're so small they're impossible to see. And there are even tinier things that make up the atoms. And now we're getting into the source of what electricity actually is. So atoms are made up of tiny little electrically charged particles called protons and electrons. Electrons sounds a bit like electricity. Exactly. Electrons have a negative electric charge and protons have a positive electric charge. So they're opposites. There are also some other particles in there called neutrons, but I'm going to ignore them because they don't have any electric charge. Now, when two things have the same charge, either both positive or both negative, they repel or move away from each other. But when two objects have the opposite charge, so one is positive and the other is negative, they're attracted towards each other. This means protons and electrons are... Attracted to each other, like a magnet? A lot like a magnet. And if you can get the electrons to move around from atom to atom through something, that is electricity. Back two. So how do we make electricity? So the thing to know about electrons is they don't like to move by themselves. They usually just stay where they are, in their own little bit of stuff. So how do you make something move when it's inside stuff and it's too small to see or touch? Turns out you can use a magnet. Magnets can actually push electrons around and electrons move really easily through metal. So if you get a big loop of metal wire 
and a magnet, and you move the magnet around in just the right way, you can actually push the electrons around the wire. And when the electrons are moving, this is electricity. We call this current electricity because it sort of flows along like the current in a river. This is the kind of electricity we use to play computer games or turn on a light or the washing machine. And it has to flow around a circuit. Ah! A circuit is like a loop made out of wire and electrical components, all connected so that the electrons can go around in a circle. Sort of like a game of musical chairs. The electrons jump around from atom to atom around the circle, and if it wasn't a circle, they'd have nowhere to go and they wouldn't be able to move. So, in a torch or a flashlight, the circuit is a switch, battery, and a light bulb, all linked together with some wire. When you turn the switch on, it connects two bits of wire together, and the electrons can move around the circuit really fast from the battery, through the wire, through the switch, through the bulb, through the other wire, back to the battery. When the electrons move through the bulb, it lights up. But if there's a break or a gap anywhere in the circuit, the electrons won't flow. This is what happens when you turn the switch off. It makes it a tiny gap in the circuit. The electricity stops flowing and the light bulb doesn't light up. Where does the electricity for our houses come from? The electricity in your house probably comes from a power plant. Power plants have one or more generators, which is sort of like a big magnet with a big loop of wire. Now they need to spin the magnet around really fast, so they need something really powerful, like a big wind turbine, or a turbine that can be pushed by steam from burning fuel. They can even use the movement of water going down a river to spin a big turbine, to spin a big magnet, to make the electricity start moving. If you can get something moving, you can use it to push a generator. Now, if you have solar panels on your roof, they make electricity too, but in a different way. They have special crystals inside made out of silicon, and when they're in bright light, they push the electricity along the wires. They don't have moving parts, just some really useful little crystals. Whichever source the electricity comes from, those electrons are getting pushed around the wire, along the power lines, through the wires into your house, and then through the wires in your fridge, your computers, and your lights. Cool! Fact three! What is static electricity? Ah, static electricity is a bit different. It's something you might already know about from everyday life. Like if you've ever gotten zapped after jumping on a trampoline, or if your hair stands up when you brush it or rub it against a balloon, that's static electricity. Sometimes when two objects rub against each other, the friction can make the little positive and negative charges move from one object to another. They start to build up, and that means the object becomes electrically charged. I remember Rosa talking about static electricity in the episode we did on lightning. Oh yeah! Lightning is really big static electricity. So when you go down a slide and your hair stands up, this is because the friction of moving on the slide has picked up a lot of positive charges. And when all your hair is positively charged, well, do you remember what happens when you have a lot of the same kind of charge? They repel. Yeah. All of the hairs push away from each other, and they stand up, or they stand away from the other hairs. And when you're carrying all these positive charges on your body, 
when you touch something made out of metal, all those built-up charges go out through your skin into the metal because they're trying to equalize. Is that why you feel a zap on your skin? That's right. Basically, you get a little shock from all those electric charges moving all at once. Oh! Metal objects conduct electricity really well, which means electricity can flow through them easily. That's why we use it for wires. Other objects don't let electricity flow through them so easily, and these are called insulators. Some good insulators are things like rubber and plastic and wood. Uh, that's why we cover electrical wires in rubber or plastic to keep us safe. Fact four: How do light bulbs work? Well, basically, an old-fashioned incandescent light bulb has a tiny wire inside it. When you turn on the light switch, lots of electricity goes through the wire, and the wire gets really, really hot. That's also how a heater works. But with the light bulb, when the wire gets hot enough, it glows and it makes light. People figured out that electricity could make a wire get hot and glow a long time ago, but it took a long time to figure out the best way to make light bulbs. Inventors had to try making the wire in lots of different ways, out of lots of different things, before they found one that wouldn't melt or break. But because these old sorts of light bulbs need to get really hot to make light, they need a lot of electricity. And so we're replacing them with more energy-efficient light bulbs, like LED lights. Cool. So how do LEDs work? So LED stands for light-emitting diode. Instead of a wire that gets hot, these bulbs have a tiny special chemical thing in them, which is called a semiconductor. When an electrical current passes through the semiconductor, some of that energy escapes as light. It's a bit weird. But they're just like a solar panel in reverse. That means LEDs only use a tiny amount of energy compared to an incandescent light. Fact five: Is electricity dangerous? Well, everything's full of electrons, even our bodies. So we need to be really careful with electricity. If too much electricity moves through your body, it can really hurt you. So that's why it's important never to touch or play with electrical wires or sockets. You've probably heard it from your parents, but never put your fingers or other objects in an electrical socket. Never put a metal object like a fork in a toaster or in anything electrical. Don't put anything electrical near water, and don't go swimming in stormy weather. That one's because of lightning. Okay, Tom, we'll be careful. Great. Now here's a fun fact. Did you know some animals use electricity? What do you mean? So all creatures produce small amounts of electricity. Every second, tiny electrical signals tell your muscles to move or make your heart muscle beat. And some animals can detect these electric pulses. Which ones? Platypuses can. When they're swimming, platypuses close their eyes, ears, and nose, and use their beak to sense the tiny electrical signals inside fish and bugs. That's how they hunt for food. Now, echidnas are related to platypuses, and they can detect electricity with the end of their snout, but not nearly as well as a platypus. And most sharks have 1,000 electricity-sensing pits on their skin, mainly around their head. These can detect tiny electric pulses from fish. What about electric eels? Well, electric eels are actually different. 
They've got special cells in their body that can actually generate over 600 volts of electricity. Now, they use this to stun their prey and also defend themselves against predators. Why don't birds get electrocuted when they sit on power lines? That's a good question. Now, we know electric wires carry a lot of power, and it could be at hundreds of thousands of volts, so it's really dangerous. Whoa! Now, electricity flows a little bit like water in that it's always trying to find the easiest path. And it's already flowing along a copper wire, which is an excellent conductor and very easy for it to move through. Whereas the bird is made out of flesh and bone, which is not as good at conducting electricity compared to the copper wire. So the electricity is basically going to ignore the bird and just keep going along the copper wire as long as the bird is only touching one wire. But what about bats or flying foxes? Sometimes they get electrocuted. Yeah, sadly they do. Sometimes if you see a bat that's been electrocuted on a power line, you might notice it's not sitting like a bird. What's different about it? Um, it's touching two wires? That's right. Sometimes a bat might hold onto two wires at once, or it might touch two wires with its wings. And that means that suddenly the electricity can go through their bodies to complete a circuit between the two wires. And when those thousands of volts pass through, it can electrocute them. Oh no! Some wires in places with lots of bats can be made so they're safe, but a lot aren't. So if you see a bat on the power lines, ask your grown-up to call your local wildlife organisation. Try this at home! Well, we already talked about how you need to be careful with electricity, but you can do a fun and safe static electricity experiment at home. Ask your grown-up for a balloon, blow it up and rub it on your hair. Now the balloon will pick up some charge from your hair and your hair and the balloon will be different charges, so your hair might start to stand up or start to stick to the balloon. And now you've got a statically charged balloon. You can see what else you can pick up. Try some tiny little pieces of paper or hold it close to a running stream of water or even charge up another balloon and then see if those two balloons try to push each other apart. All sorts of things will work differently with static electricity, so give it a go. Shall we try that, Dexter? Yeah, let's do it. Thanks, Tom. It's been fun. Thanks for having me, Fact Detectives. This has been another awesome episode of The Fact Detectors with me, Annika. And me, Dexter. Big thanks to Tom Lang from ScienceWorks. And big thanks to David and Estelle, who asked us to investigate electricity. Yeah, we learned a lot. If you love finding out the facts as much as we do, then check out all the episodes on the Kindling app. And if you have a big topic you'd like us to investigate, then get in touch at factdetectives at kindling.com.au. This episode of The Fact Detectives is a Kindling co-production with ScienceWorks. To find out more about the world around you, head to museumsvictoria.com.au.